What's up, y'all? Respect the chat podcast. We are back. Episode 7. Turn your speakers up. Turn your headphones up. Turn whatever up that you listen to us in, man. Ryan is here. Yo. Rich is here. What's going on, everyone? Oh, no, Frankie. That's okay. We'll get him at some point. <laughs> we got to drag him out. We got to drag him out. He's got a near first shift so we can get him on because he's working right now. So that's why he can't even be on. Um, First weekend. Without football, what did you guys do? Crazy. Uh, let me think. I watched All Star Basketball Weekend, um, and kind of just sat around. Really, I I think I went to brunch on Sunday, something like that. Right. I was pretty. Uh, I was pretty. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. I'm trying to look here, but I, I was uh, was happy that you watched the race, the Daytona 500. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little I, money on it. I like that. Threw a little bit. My guy, uh, you know, I know absolutely nothing about NASCAR, but, you know, I kept checking in here and there. My guy led for a decent amount, and then, you know, that last little push, he couldn't get there, but it was a little electric. That That's yeah. that's what we did on Sunday. We watched the Daytona 500. Did, correct. This is the first weekend without football, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. NASCAR is awesome. I know we've talked about it before in previous episodes. Uh, my and Rich's love for NASCAR. Well, my love for going to a NASCAR race. <laughs> uh, Rich knows about NASCAR in a weird way. Um, you got to watch a race with him one time, right? He's like, got the whole, he, they watched yeah. it. He watched it growing up. It's crazy, you know, like on Sunday. Yeah, um, I was just watching. I was like, see, I don't know NASCAR, so I can't tell if, if I should be happy. I should be stressed. I don't know what's going on here. It's a <laughs> lot of fun live. It's like one of the greatest sports because i think it's a sport i think those guys are athletic i really do i know when we talk about athletes it's got to be like baseball basketball football you know golf hockey skilled positions from what you see in a team arena but man nascar is awesome bro uh rich is that what you were doing too right watching nascar first weekend without i know you were watching some little kid movies too out there (laughs) yep of course you know the kids always keep you busy with the with the Disney movies, but of course, I mean, the Daytona 500, that's like the Super Bowl of NASCAR. You know, that's the biggest race of the year. Um, you know, our, our next homie outing is going to be July 24th at Pocono. So we got to get us all together and go there. Oh, yeah. Dang. NASCAR, is Daytona 500 like the opening day of NASCAR? Yes, that's the first race of the season. It's always in Daytona. Um, so, you know, every team just, you know, it's like I said, it's a Super Bowl of NASCAR, you know, uh, winning that race is huge. You know, not that many people have done it. So. It's weird. It's weird to me that it's considered because I've con- heard that from many people. They consider it the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Now, when I hear Super Bowl, I think of championship, you know, like the last team's end of season, you know, who, you know, who's going to win it all. You know, after a grueling season, and there's only like two people left. When when people say it's like the Super Bowl, is it just like the magnitude of the Super Bowl? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's when all the fans come out. Um, it's just the biggest race of the year, to be honest. I mean, that's why that's why they pretty much compare it to the Super Bowl. Okay, all right, that makes sense, man. Um, I was doing that. I was watching the All Star Game as well. Steph Curry, sixteen threes. MVP of the All-Star game. Unbelievable. After they booed this guy All in like the whole weekend. But yeah, like I was going to say, previous to the game and during the game and the announcements, 
It wasn't until he started drilling threes from everyone, putting on a show, entertaining people like he always does. They stopped. But what did you make of the booze? Um, Yeah, I'd just say that. It's just some Cleveland fans left over from the LeBron days, you know, when Steph was cooking him in, in some of the finals. Not the one where they, you know, got reverse sweat. But I think it's just that that rivalry there that Cleveland's always had for for Steph's in these past few finals but crazy that he was he was born in Ohio so <laughs> right near Cleveland so kind of weird to like come back home and get booed but it's what, it's what sports are all about and it's not even to me a rival rivalry no, it's no. not like it's an in division mm-hmm. or conference that for that for that matter it that's it, it was it, I was trying to figure out what was going on and it wasn't until this week I heard people talk. It's like, you know, carries over from when he cooked them up against, you know, the Cavaliers in the finals. But didn't know, they like, play like four times in the finals or something? So, I mean, yeah, that's that's why, too, you know, for, for I don't know how many years it was. It was those two playing each other. So, yeah, but it wasn't to me. That wasn't like uh, what, what was how many times did they play each other twice? Four. Four times. So Steph and Clay and Draymond won one. Then yeah. Braun with the three-one reverse sweep, and then KD got two against them. Yeah, he got two with KD. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Steph has Steph has no, no, only one with KD, right? Or maybe it was, it was, or maybe I'm Clay. thinking that they went to the second one and then lost to Toronto. Maybe that's the second one I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, they lost to. Yes, whatever it is, and what we're gonna figure <laughs> no, it out no. in a second. Uh, no, I was right. KD has two. Really? Yeah, they won two with KD. I knew I wasn't bugging. Wow. Yeah. All against the Cavs. Yes. Okay. Still not. A, I get makes more sense now. You can't boo him. I no. get it. You can't boo him because here's what happens. Just like he did previously. He'd kill you. Now he owns the night. It's not even about Cleveland and the Cavs anymore. LeBron ain't winning the All Star MVP. Hey, uh, Steph is man. Shout out to my boy Steph. That was a that was a show, bro. That man is the greatest shooter to me, I think, in NBA history. Um, but how I want to transition into that is that LeBron James. The news that I'm hearing, I wanted to get your opinion here. Would you, you know, if you heard of this or anything? LeBron James disappointed Rob Palenka, the GM of the Lakers and the Lakers, you know, brass, for not making a trade by the trade deadline this year. Oof. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Rich. But here's my question, right? Now what's surfacing is because I hear from other, you know, other people on ESPN or or uh, Fox. I don't even know out there who I'm listening to half the time. But they're saying, like, the deal, Lakers, this is what you get when you get LeBron. He comes there. He's going to tell you to sell all your draft picks off, make trades when he isn't happy. You know he's not gonna re- he he'll stop really playing and then when he gets his way now he's the thirty three fifteen. Yep, yep. Here it goes. Mike's got that basement Wi Fi again going. But yeah, no. I. What What do you think about that, Rich? Because because. I I agree exactly to what he was saying. You know, like this is LeBron just doing what LeBron does, and mm-hmm. you know I I so I mean. What else? I mean, they they got AD, they got Russell Westbrook. I mean, what what did what did they what did he want them to go out and get? 
Yeah, and and to me, it's like you, he built this team where he could have had so many different players around him for when he was making these moves. Like number one, Demar Derozan, he could have could have had Demar Derozan. He could have had Buddy Heald. He could have had different guys like that. I think the best move they made was Malik Monk, but instead he wants to play with his boy Melo. He he got Russ in there, building this 2012 redeem team whatever team they're building uh it just wasn't it and then once he realized that it wasn't it now he's i don't know i think it's more so on him wanting exactly uh you know wanting it his way and i I think what mike was starting to get at was when you pick up lebron at this point in his career this is what he's going to do. He's going to come through, take over, and you're not going to be able to run your organization the way you think is best if you want to keep you know, your number one guy happy in LeBron. So I think to transition that into, you know, he's been saying all this stuff about his son coming into the NBA, and you know, no matter what, he wants to play with his son in his last year. Is that something, is that as enticing of a of a thing as it's being made out to be you know our team's gonna start running to grab you know Bronny James when he gets you know to the draft one one year or do you think that's just kind of like all right well you think right now hold some weight but however long that is down the line could be three could be four years from now yeah I don't think there's I don't mean to end that, and I, I just came back to earth over here um welcome back again, I, I've seen y'all just like intently listening to what i was saying and realize you were frozen um i don't think there's any any i don't think this has anything to do with with this with his son um i think it's just lebron being this is what he does mm. you know he wanted trades he wanted westbrook he thought he could make it happen can't make it happen and now it's like okay i need you to do something else and and the lakers concern is this is that lebron we can't trade future draft picks because what do we do when you're not here yeah what happens then? Like his son is seventeen, he's still got at least two more years before he even sees an NBA look. And yeah, is LeBron going to play that long? And, and and to even make a comment like that, like I'm playing with my son, it just shows that like he's not there for the long term. He even made a comment All Star Weekend saying like, you know, me going back to Cleveland, that's not out the window. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he. To me, though, you say that because you're frustrated with what the Lakers are doing. There's no weight to what you're saying other than I wanted them to make a trade and they didn't. But why But, but, but why would the Lakers make a trade when he's making those comments? It's like we're not going to give away our first-round picks or, 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 or make this all happen when you're not going to stay here. Well, right. That's what the Lakers are probably saying to themselves. It's like we can't – If we, well, they better be saying this. Well, however you view, view LeBron, however they view LeBron. If we want LeBron this offseason, if we, if we want LeBron to stay this offseason, we have to make a move. Because essentially we're trading to keep LeBron. Yeah. Do they need LeBron, though, to win? They got AD and Russ. AD's I think those hurt. two. That's what I was about to say. I think those two healthy to be a dominant team if you get them another player. and That's not LeBron. You, you could get someone else to come play with them. Right. Damian Lillard, you know, he's probably a top free agent this this offseason. Well, you got Russ. So I don't know how that would work, but. What? 
but my thing about it is this. Do you think that um, AD's always hurt? And I don't think um, Westbrook and AD could win or Westbrook and LeBron could win a championship right now. I don't I don't think – right, what do you think? you think Westbrook is can win a championship with either one of – like obviously AD's out. They might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think the squad they have is the answer for anything right now. This this team is not winning a championship. They're not even going to come close. Uh, I think AD, you know, he's – it's unfortunate, you know, he gets hurt every so often. Uh, and LeBron just goes in these modes where, you know, he has, he has nothing to prove. And he's a competitor. I get it. But, like, at the end of the day – no one on this team is, is really that hungry for a championship. You've got so many guys and so many young guys in this league and talented players in this league that are so hungry for their first championship this year or, or Giannis trying to go back-to-back, you know, teams trying to make statements where I don't think anyone on this team really feels like that driven to win a championship. LeBron is LeBron. You know, Melo's there. He's just giving another go at it, trying to get his, you know, trying to get his first ring. Uh, AD, you know, won his Disney Disney Super Bowl ring, whatever the heck that bubble was, <laughs> got his ring there, and is hurt all the time. Russ is Russ is chasing, you know, but he's had a couple MVP. Like we we know the the type of stats that Russ Russell Westbrook puts up has put up his entire career. Do you like is the championship even that important to him at this point? You know, it's just start, starting to, the more you go down that list, it's like, do these guys even want to win the championship that bad? And and it's hard for me to say that, you know, coming at it from, you know, not competing in the NBA for championship every year. But it, it just almost feels like the rest of the league is so on such a clear driven path in ter- terms of the top, you know, the top teams, the top competitors like the Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, Heat. Bucks, Nets, Bulls, yeah. teams like this—they—they they seem like they're on a path to to build a team that is going to be competing for the next few years. Whereas Lakers are kind of moving the opposite direction; they have guys at the end of their careers that are trying to sneak one in before they have to blow the whole thing up and and start rebuilding. Doesn't that feel like LeBron teams, though? Yeah, like doesn't it always feel like his team is like they only built for like a. Yeah. Quick run. Look at the Cavs. Look at the Cavs all these years that, you know, it's unfortunate that they ran into, uh, you know, the Warriors when they when they did and Super Team Warriors. But even then, he, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, Richard Jefferson, you're not going to win a championship with these guys. LeBron was going crazy in, in these finals games. You know, he had math. Like you're not gonna win championships like that. The one that he did win, and they came in Cleveland. I'm talking about, uh, and they came back. Kyrie Irving had to put on a crazy 40 plus, 50 plus, before going crazy and and hitting clutch shots down the stretch for them. And it, I think you're right, Mike. It seems like he builds a lot of these teams like like it's 2012 or 2013, and he's trying to win one championship and move on. And organizations can't really exist like that anymore how many championships did he win down in miami two or three two 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 and then he got one with the lakers so he has four total right mm-hmm. but even then i mean look you look, look at when he went to miami that you know 
for the team they had, you, you know, they were they were saying they were going to win seven in a row. And, yeah. you know, first first year they come out, they get beat by basically Dirk Nowitzki alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, I don't know. I, in my opinion, I don't think these these teams work out. You know, like when you see them working, it was with, you know, the the Boston Celtics back in the day. They all they all worked together. They all played together. They, they weren't selfish, you know, like. And then same thing with the Warriors. Um, you know, with KD was there, Clay Thompson and Steph. None of them were selfish. They, they they played together, and you know there was no chemistry problems. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm I'm not a fan of the these mega teams. I don't, I don't I don't think it works when you try to put these teams together. Especially when everybody's a little older in their career, as they are at this point for LeBron this year. But there's been that was with the argument when he was in Cleveland was he really had no one to play with, and I, he was balling out of control, you know, and he just didn't have the right mix of players. I don't know how much say he had there, but it just seems like when he went when he went to Miami, he couldn't really do it too much with Pat Riley. It, they, they built that team every year though to win. Those guys should have. I don't know how they didn't win a ton of games there, like win every single year. It didn't make sense to me. Those three, I know Bosch was injured here and there. Um, during a little bit of those runs, but like those guys should have won way more than two. Then he goes back to Cleveland, and that's really where he started like demanding. It felt like trading guys, getting guys when I want them, how I want them, and things like that. KD to me should have stayed in Golden State too, man. Hmm. That was the sweet spot, bro. Just rest, rest that year out. Come back when he did come back, like he did in Brooklyn, and he's. I mean, he's. He's like one of the baddest dudes, in, you know, in the world playing basketball, man. Him, Steph, Clay. Eventually, who knows? Obviously, how things go. But like, you know, even if Clay would have gotten, you know, injured during that time, they would have had Steph and KD, man. You know, they went through a little stretch there where they had D'Angelo Russell for a little bit, right? And um, they feel like they had somebody else over there, maybe. And no. Andrew Wiggins came in at the back end of that when Clay yeah, got hurt. Yeah. Draymond, yeah. I mean, he was playing amazing. During yeah. that time as well. They drafted a lot of those guys, you know. KD was the only guy to come over. LeBron really, when he left Cleveland, tried to build these squads. But like Ryan said before, this basketball now is building through draft, you know. And people will probably take the Lakers picks because in a couple of years, never know where those picks are going to be, you know. And those may really work out for you. You're building your team that way, but the Lakers can't do that. And and I hope LeBron understands that. You're gonna not be there in six years and where what are they gonna be? A terrible team with no draft picks? Hmm. You- Save Cleveland getting, you know, stinking after losing LeBron. They got Kyrie. You know, they got um uh who who the heck came after Kyrie? That was a really maybe it didn't work out. No, but they, they they stunk for, for a while and then LeBron went back. And then Kyrie left, and then they once LeBron left again, they stunk again, and then they had to rebuild through the draft. Now Darius Garland, they traded for Jared Allen, traded for Laurie Markkinen, younger guys that are cohesive. But that that even took a few years off. Like it sets you back once you lose LeBron. Now you lose all the guys that came with him too, and it sets you back. So like at least three or four years in the NBA. In the NBA teams can build up. It's you know, now you're so far behind. I'm I'm glad that Cleveland's you know starting to be competitive again. Um, yeah. But you, go ahead, Rich. Oh, uh, with the I'm just going back to the Lakers. You know, I know. Um, 
when they got AD, they kind of were saying, you know, we're going to build around AD. You still think that's the future for the Lakers? I, I mean, with him being be. injured. I think, oh, I think that- they can get some. I honestly think it'd be in their best interest to trade Anthony Davis to get to get something for him while he still can. Um, there's definitely teams right now that are miss that like Anthony Davis could be a missing piece to a championship run that they need to do right now. You know, um, just off the top of my head, uh, Boston. You know, uh, the Knicks even uh, not with their current state, but. You know, teams like that that are just a few have have young guards that just need like that dominant big man, you know, and and wing player to to come boost them a little bit. And now I think the Lakers. This is the point I was trying to get at before with LeBron saying his uh, about his son uh, wanting to play with his son is like you need to make those moves now before it's too late with the players that now that you still have players that people are interested in. Get your picks for Anthony Davis. Get your picks for Russell Westbrook. Build around the younger guys on your team. And when it doesn't work out, you know LeBron's not happy because he loses again in the play. You know, in the first round of the playoffs, it's like okay, well, some this isn't working. So I don't know. I think that in terms of the Lakers, they have a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah, I I think maybe Anthony Davis, you know, matching him up with. Um, uh, Damian Lillard would be a way better move for him than I think anybody else. Dame and him should try to go somewhere or maybe him go to Portland. I don't know. Portland's got to help Dame out. They're going to lose him too. Um, basketball, man. It's awesome. Right, you said you had a couple screenshots for us to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I just Now that we're post-All-Star break, I just wanted to get your guys' opinions on all these NBA awards and also the mm-hmm. title contenders for the year. So I'll, I'll, start, with, I'll start with the NBA awards. Um Actually, no. Let's start with the let's start with the title since NBA awards comes after the season. The, you know, the championship is first. Uh, right now, you know, the betting odds have the Nets as the favorite. Um, and I and I say this because I bring this up because New York just you know announced that they'll be lifting the mandates for vaccines um, for home residents. So it's looking like soon Kyrie's going to be a full participant with the Nets. Um, then you have the Warriors at co- uh, slightly below them at plus 400. Then you have the Bucks and the Suns, the Jazz, the Heat, and then they have the Lakers above the Sixers and the Bulls in in the betting fit in the betting on. So if if you could take you know one team from each side of the conference, you can make an NBA Finals right now. Who would you have in in the Finals post All Star break? Oh, man, so one from the east, one from the west. Yep, yep, and then uh, you can then pick a winner. Wow, Rich, do you have one in mind, or I can start with mine if you guys need. Go ahead, let's hear what you got. I'm gonna go ahead and say I got the Suns in the finals, and I'm a Bulls fan, so I really want to put them in there. Um, I think Bulls make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I'm gonna go Suns Nets. Um, I think the Nets versus the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals will be a real nice battle. Um, but I'm a, I'm gonna have the Nets Suns with the Suns winning this year. So you t- you're taking the Suns right now. They're they're they got a nice what? What's their lead? Does it say here? Games are six and a half. Mm-hmm. They're up six and a half on Golden State 
in the West um, with more than six and a half games left. So and losing Chris Paul, right, for six to eight weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, man. My what I would love to see in the NBA Finals is this: Memphis versus the Bulls Whoa. is what I would love to see. I love to see the Grizzlies versus the Bulls in the finals. I don't know if the Grizzlies are primed yet to get past Golden State mm-hmm. and Phoenix. And I think if they play, you know, even playing against Dallas and Denver, that's going to be a great series. I think Memphis wins those, but I don't know if they can get past Golden State and Phoenix. I'm going to take Golden State in the finals, and I'm going to take the Chicago Bulls. I'll do it because I oh. think it's – I think DeMar DeRozan is, like I said, numerous weeks in a row now. I've got to keep saying that, I feel like, but I will. I think he's the MVP in the league right now, and the guy is unguardable. And Zach Levine is equally, as close to equally as good as him. Mm-hmm. And having two guys like that with a bunch of really good role players and an awesome coach, I like that man. Yeah. I really do. I don't. I, I, I. God bless Kyrie and and the New York residents for this lift, man. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he gets to play. Um. But him and KD, man, I like them together. But how I, I like KD being healthy. Is he how healthy is he for a good run here? You know, and then how much does Ben Simmons play? You know, that's going to be interesting. I think the Bulls can grind out a series against them. That's mm-hmm. why I like the Bulls. It's seven games. You don't got to beat them more. They, they, if they don't, if they beat you once, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? The Bulls, yep. man. Bulls versus the Warriors is what I got. I but like it. The awesome one would be Memphis versus Bulls. That'd be even cooler. We got like Rich. That. I'm gonna go uh, Warriors Milwaukee. Mm. All right. I just like. Uh, I, I think in a seven game series in the in the in the in the final or not in the finals but in the playoffs, I think the um, the Warriors could be any team. Definitely, you know, as they play, Clay being back a little bit longer, I just think everything's gonna come back together. And once the playoffs comes, I just think they're a hard team to beat, you know, in a five, seven game series. And same thing with Milwaukee. I just think they 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 play great together as a team. You know, we have uh Brooklyn that has Ben Simmons coming on, Kyrie coming back. How's that all gonna work out? Are they gonna gel enough to be able to make a push? I mean, obviously they can. They're, the the skill set on that team is unbelievable. The Bulls are hot right now. I just think Milwaukee's just a uh, more consistent and and they play well together you know they're a good team basketball team and i think that's what matters when it comes to playoffs is who could win the most games out of a seven game series you know all right yeah i like it i like i like both those takes it's gonna be i'm really excited this year for nba playoffs it's gonna be there's a lot of really good teams this year especially in the east and then the west you know pretty top heavy but it's still gonna be really good uh, real, real quick, I wanted to th- run through these, you know, leaders so far in the postseason awards for NBA. Um, some of them, you know, easier to easier to see. It's not really a debate, and then others, it's it's a little bit closer. So I'll start with the ones that, you know, is not really a debate. Um, well, maybe to some people it will be, but six man of the year. It's looking like Tyler Hero has it locked up so far. Uh, he's at minus a thousand. Uh, it'll be six man of the year. Some other guys, Kelly Oubre, Kevin Love, Trez. Um, what do you guys think? You think Tyler Hero, that that one's locked up for him? 
I like I like Kelly Oubre, man. Oh, okay. I really like Kelly Oubre. I know he's on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. I feel like I pick him every year in fantasy. Um, but I I like what Kelly Oubre offers. I don't. I'm just going off of what the you know some highlights and some games that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I know Tyler Hero's had a really good year though, man. And uh, him winning it would be no issue with me. But I would just I'm rooting for Kelly Oubre. Okay. Tsunami Poppy. You're good with it, Rich. You're good with Tyler Hero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, coach of the year, it's looking like Monty Williams is the favorite right now. Coach of the of the Phoenix Suns, uh, the way he's got that team playing after you know disappointing loss in the finals last year. Um, but some other guys, uh, JB Bickerstaff, you know he's the coach of the uh, Cavs, having that team where they're at this year. Um, Taylor Jenkins, the coach of the Grizzlies, having that team, you know playing together with a young superstar in Ja. And then you have Billy Donovan, coach of the Bulls, and Eric Spolstra, coach of, the, coach of the Heat, who are both tied for first in the really competitive East right now. So I think there's a lot of good coaches this year. Um, my personal pick is Billy Donovan. Um, I, think he, I think he really deserves a lot of credit for putting that Bulls team together the way that he did and have them gelling when a lot of people had them as one having the worst off season, you know, free agent signings that people could have. So, what signing Demar Derozan? Oh yeah, did I not show you that screenshot? Bleach, Bleacher Report had Man. the number one worst off season signing as Demar Derozan. Oh yeah, yeah. Demar Derozan was crazy nice in Toronto, mm-hmm. and then he went to San Antonio and played his role there. Had some big games, you know. Um, but but played his role for a really good team for all those years. He always had this skill. Like yo, now you add him with Zach Levine. Come on, man. And Vuj and Vujacic, Vujovic. Yeah, Vucevic. Yeah, Vucevic. You can't even say his name. That that guy is unbelievable, bro. The homeboy from from Orlando. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, and then we signed Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. I got Billy Donovan too. I like I and it's exactly what you said. The reason why mm-hmm. is he had this team gelling. Forget about what anybody else says. He got him gelling like, like unbelievably. Him and the Charlotte coach, and they got their guys. What's his name? James or Borigo? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Hornets coach. Yeah, he him and and Billy Donovan got their their teams gelling like just unbelievably, man. And um. Cleveland's coach, Bickerstaff, and Jenkins in Memphis, man, those guys did a heck of a job too, but I'm going Billy Donovan. What do you think, uh, Rich? I agree. The only coach I might throw in there is the Memphis coach. I like what's going on down there. Jenkins. You know, bringing out, you know, all the skill set with John Morant mm-hmm. and building that team to to compete. I like it, yeah. I, um, Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert is another favorite this year. Uh, for what the third or fourth I feel like year? He wins in a row. every. Yeah. Yep. Um. Then you got Draymond. You got Giannis. Uh, surprise this year for me, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's on my fantasy team. This guy averages like two blocks and two steals a game. Which, if you don't know basketball, that that may not sound like a lot, but it is. Uh, there's there's stat lines where he's got like five steals, five blocks, some games, and it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but I think I think Rudy Gobert is gonna lock it up again this year. They they love giving this man, and you know, <laughs> they love giving him the defensive player of the year. But I don't know since he's been out for a little bit. Uh, who knows? It could go to anybody. 
Um, what do you guys they think? Name Go Bear? Go, the Rudy Gobert Award, man. Literally. The Rudy Gobert Award this year should go to and then announce somebody. Yeah. I think Giannis should get it, man. I think this guy's due for that. I think he's a great defensive player mm-hmm. and um, just does it like from tip to closing bell. Giannis got my vote this year. But I really like this dude, Thibault, too, who Philly held on to. They didn't want to get rid of him in that trade. That guy, man, I heard that his free agent contacted uh, Elton Brand, who's the GM of, of um, Sixers. And uh, the agent for Thibault told Sixers, like, yo, you're about to give away the guy who locks down everybody, who when playoff time comes, everyone's going to want this guy. And his stats just show the dudes he guards, like, have terrible games. Um, he's a sneaky one on there, but I'm going to go. Honest, onto the Kumpo, the Greek freak, man. All Rich, right. you gotta go with Rudy. I just, I'm, I'm gonna stick with him. The Rudy Gobert Award to Rudy Gobert. <laughs> okay, I like it. I I'll like go it. and Ooh, I'll go Triple J. I'll go Darren Jackson Jr. Nice. Um, I agree. No, I just, I was, I agree with what you were saying before with him, Ryan. Yeah. It, it, I, I've seen some stats. Uh, over social media about him and he's having a great year defensively mm-hmm. and surprising too because usually he's that's one of the things that people have said negatively about him is that he can't defend the five at the five spot so um most improved player this year is looking like a lock for John Morant um a couple other guys in there Darius Garland Duante Murray Miles Bridges Anthony this is a pretty you know this is a pretty tough list because a lot of guys stepped up this year Jared Allen, Desmond Bain, um, a lot of guys made made a really big step this year. But to me, Jaws is on a whole nother level. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's like Ja Morant is the most improved player. I, hasn't he always been improving? Yeah. Didn't he come back from an injury? Like he never saw. He never, I, so a lot of these guys never took that that level up. I, and I know Jaws leveling up. But he's been leveling up like every year. It's just called progression. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, he has to win. He's the best player on in, the, in that list there. But to me, who should win it? Because I, because I don't think John Morant should be in this category. It should be Murray. The Jonathan Murray at, at at San Antonio man. That dude made a turn around when he got an opportunity to. So that would be my that'd be my vote, man. And, and he's an All Star this year. That guy. Nobody else on that list besides Ja is an All Star. Jaws not supposed to be in there. So, yeah, gotta I, go to Murray, bro. I don't see. I they do this a lot with NBA Most Improved Players is that they take a guy who's already good that took the next level to being like elite, and they give it to that guy. Where I think it should really go to someone who was, you know, not a bum, but like you no, know, to you wouldn't recognize his name if you if you were a casual fan, and then turned it into you know a guy who's averaging close to what you know Russell Westbrook used to average in terms of triple double numbers but um with Duante Murray I'm talking about but uh yeah I I think it's gonna go to jaw just because of that but I agree Mike in the past they've done this same thing with a bunch of guys where it's wasn't that guy already good like we're talking about the former rookie of the year like he's not some scrub but was he hurt last year he I mean he did he has like this sheer, no? This um, I thought maybe just if he was hurt last year, maybe that's why they have him in this category. Yeah, I either it was the tail end of last year, beginning of this year, where he he was out for a decent amount of time. Um, that could be it, but it's almost like it's it's not like the like the comeback player of the year award in the NFL. You know what I mean? 
like his I, I agree my his progression is like this is where he should be to where people he was getting the hype for you know he's just living up to what he knows he could do um but it, it's not going to change it's going to be like this every year in the nba ne- next year will probably be you know a guy who had a decent year this year that's having a great year next year so right um, i agree and i i think you're comparing it too because i was going as well to the comeback player of the year in in the nfl it's like echoes like they handle that the way it should be to me you know it's going coming to somebody who like is literally making a comeback mm-hmm. from either an injury from being down of some sort but that's not what this award is about and mm-hmm. ja really wasn't injured he's i think we made a good point on this that was cool yeah um i got i only got two more uh yeah. rookie of the year real quick looks like evan mobley is going to be the leading candidate for that uh, a couple other guys, Josh Giddy at OKC, he's been putting up some pretty decent numbers. Scotty Barnes been playing well for Toronto. Cade Cunningham for Detroit. You know, friends Wagner, these young guys. Um, I I think Evan Mobley is the clear winner here because he's got that team is you know they play f- three seven footers and they he's he's a rookie and they found a spot for him in the starting in the starting lineup to me that's insane to have in today's nba you can start a lineup with three seven footers in it because those all three guys are so good that you can't sit you can't have one of them coming off the bench and evan mobley's that guy so what do you guys think about this one he's locked up for him yeah i think evan mobley gotta Mm -hmm. win that man he's he's been impressive all year i like this list though Eddie has been playing well for okc barnes has playing consistently k cunningham is you know making people pay attention in Detroit. Ogner is playing real well in Orlando, man, since since the guy went over to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, how you say your man's name from uh, Chicago? Hit me with that. Oh, A.O. DeSumo. Nice. DeSumo, I, yeah. Yeah, those three guys there in green. I think green's a little disappointed in Jalen Green that he that he's not going to win this. I think he would have been my, you know, um, uh, preseason. Yeah. Preseason. Uh, rookie of the year would have been Jalen Green. Agreed. And Evan Mobley. Rich, you too? Evan? Yeah, definitely. And I appreciate you not making me pronounce that Bulls guy's name. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, we got MVP left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was the one I really wanted to get to. I, I wanted to fly through this other one. This one seems like it could be, you know, a huge mix of guys depending this final stretch of 20 games. Right now, Joel Embiid's the, in the lead. Jokic is right there. Giannis again right there. Steph started out strong as a strong candidate, but he's you know faltered a little bit. He had a cold streak. Uh, ja, Devin Booker, Demar Derozan, Luca, all these guys. We had so we have so many different candidates this year. If you could give me, give me your one and give me who's your winner and give me who's right there at number two. Nice. I like that question because I got two guys and I okay. was like, dang. But you want to go first? No, I'll let you go. DeMar DeRozan is my one. I'm going to stick with it. I think the Bulls are going to finish at two. I don't even know. if I'd have to shoot back if they even have a chance of finishing first. Do they overall, right? Can they finish first? First overall, like east and overall. west? Yes. In, no, in the east. In the east. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, right, they're right there. They're tied for, uh, tied for first last I checked, if not half a game behind Miami. Okay, so they're right there. I, th- yeah, I think the Bulls finish in first at the end of the year, and that propels DeRozan 
to be the MVP because we've seen before your team has to be very good. They most likely got to be very at the top of at least your conference. So I think DeMar DeRozan does it, and he proves me right. And all the haters out there, stop hating on my guy here, man. But I think second, like 1A to him, is, is Steph Curry, man. I think Steph Curry is going to heat up here and really turn it on in the second half here. I don't know if they take Phoenix for the number one spot in the West. But I think they make a really good push that puts him up there. And I think Harden starting to play for the Sixers, Joel's production comes down a little bit where it makes it where now DeRozan and now uh, Steph Curry can do what I think they're going to do and then make a push for the MVP with DeRozan winning but Curry right there. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I agree with your with your hard take on that. But Rich, I'll let you go first before I go. I'm, I, I'm gonna stick with Joel Embiid for right now. I personally think Harden's gonna help him, and it's gonna keep him being able to play well. Take, you know, I don't know. He he's been having a phenomenal year, and I just think he, as long as he can keep it up, I think he's he's the number one contender right now for the MVP. And I personally think Harden's gonna help with that um if i had to pick another guy i think i would go with steph curry i just think um like you were saying i think he's gonna get hot again and i i personally think they're gonna be the best team in the west and i i don't know how much of a fine of a playoff push and finals you know win helps in that in that case i know it's not supposed to it's supposed to really matter what they did throughout the season but we kind of know throughout the years it kind of if you have a good playoff run and, and win a championship, that kind of helps your 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 case. So that 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 might what you know hurts Joel Embiid in the long run if they can't make a run in the playoffs. But that's who I would go with. I, I would stick with Embiid for right now and then Seth Curry. Nice. Yeah, uh, I I was gonna say the same exact thing about about Joel Embiid and and Harden that Mike did that. I do think that it helps the team overall. I do like that trade for both teams. I do think both teams get better with that trade. Um, I think Harden fits better with, with what Philly's trying to do. But I think because of that, I think Embiid takes more of a, a backseat with his scoring. And I think if those scoring numbers go down, um, that leaves the door open for some other candidates. And I, I, my winner, I have DeMar DeRozan as well. If he continues this streak, I'll tell you this. He They play... Um, I don't know exactly how many games, about 20 more games, something like that. If he continues the streak of 35-plus points that he has right now on 50% shooting, if he keeps that streak going to at least 10 games, I'd say, I I would really consider him to start moving up towards the favorite for this award. And he's already at 7 or 8 right now. So if he gets that to 10, maybe 12 games, that streak, uh, that really starts boosting him up. I think the Bulls finish second or first, which is going to help a lot. And um, and I think at 1A, and, and on top of that, he's been doing this without Zach Levine, who's been hurt for a while, without Lonzo Ball, who's been hurt, without Caruso, who's been hurt, without Derek Jones Jr., who's been hurt. Vucevic is, you know, always rolls an ankle or something here and there. And there's been times where it's just him performing, throwing, dueling it out 40 point performances versus you know Dallas and and other teams with superstars but uh my one my second guy right there for me is Giannis um 
I think that the numbers he puts up are just extraordinary. He has 50-plus point games on close to 90% shooting and and a triple-double to go with it uh, on top of his defensive stats, his steals, his blocks. Um, so if the wins start pouring in for Milwaukee the way that um, I explained about the Bulls, I think that he'll be right there in the top three. And then I, if I had to pick a third, it'd be Joel. But... Yeah, man. I listen. It's hard to deny Giannis uh, the MVP trophy, back-to-back MVP awards already. Absolutely crazy. Um, another guy. I don't know if we want to jump to how how far are we into this episode, Rod? Do we know? Forty-three. Forty-three. Okay. Do we want to do football talk? What do you? What, what's the vote here? What are we thinking? Been a heavy basketball episode. I like it. It's yeah. Be cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. We could we could talk about free potential free agents and where they're going to be. Um, we could add that into this episode. Let's do it. Let's add that into this episode because I was gonna I was gonna say the back to back another back to back MVP Aaron Rodgers man, um, Giannis those guys man once they start rolling it's hard. those guys are in the conversation now every year once mm-hmm. they're winning like that. Rich sent this screenshot to twenty twenty two free agents who could blow up a new team. So these are guys who potentially can go to a team. And take that team to that next level. Um, you know us at RDC. We gotta throw a little football episode. I don't know why I was gonna. I mean football talk. I don't even know why I was gonna ask you guys. <laughs> Jameis Winston. Can he go to a team and blow them up? And who is it? Ooh. Yeah, I, I think he could go. Definitely go to a team and and make make uh, you know picks for Steelers. I'll just start right there. I think if he goes to the Steelers. I think they make. I think he gives them a, a winning record and 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 compete in that division. So yeah, I think I think he could definitely blow it up somewhere. Yeah, I, I agree. Disagree. Yeah, I agree. I think he can go somewhere and blow it up. I think the Steelers are a place that he could do that too. Um, he has, if he were to come to Pittsburgh, he has those deep weapons that he likes. You know, those guys he could just throw it up, close his eyes, and throw it up to. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping he goes somewhere though. Cause I do want to see him shine and he doesn't really have the, the targets in, in new Orleans that I think he, he needs, but yeah, I'd say yes. No, I don't know what happens in new Orleans. I don't know if Mike Thomas comes back or what the heck I do like him in Pittsburgh too. And I do think he could level up that team. Um, because they have the structure for him to be successful. Allen Robinson, wide receiver. Can he blow up a team? Where does he go? I don't know about him, man. Uh, really? You before not last year, but the year before, he was un had an unbelievable year. That this was year. a few years ago. That was no. when he was with the Jags. No, I, I think no. ever since he's been with the Bears, he hasn't had a, a break, a, a good year. So look up his twenty. What was last year? Twenty twenty one season considered twenty twenty This this past year, twenty one twenty two. Yeah. 2122. Look up his 2020 year. I guarantee he had a good. I shouldn't say guarantee, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure within the last year or so or two years, Allen Robinson has had a huge year with with Chicago. And now this year he's got who? Danny Dalton throwing in the ball, and they, you know, and and uh, Justin Fields who's just trying to get his feet wet over there. I think Allen Robinson's really good, man. I don't know where he can. All end right, up. Mike. I think what? You. Yeah. 2020, he had 102 receptions, 1,200 yards, six TDs. 2019, he had 98 catches, 
for 1,100 yards with seven TDs. So, yeah. okay, I guess. E doggy. Come on, man. I, I know my foosball, man. I know my Allen Robinson. <laughs> Allen Robinson, I think I, I think Seattle's one receiver away from making a really good run over there. I like, know I keep saying it. I, I was sending somebody else over there a couple weeks ago, too. Um, I'm trying to think of any. Maybe maybe, maybe the Colts. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback, though. The Colts got a good team. I like the Colts team. You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to go over my head. What you guys the, got? The Titans. I mean, I think they could use another receiver. And Julio. He's just he, he's he's injured prone. So you get someone that could play every game with with uh, AJ Brown. I think that would help. Yeah, that didn't work out. You're right, Rich. That would be that would be nice. Get adding him. All right, what do you got for Allen Robinson? Anywhere? Uh, I'm trying to think of a specific location, but I do think I do think that he could go somewhere and shine. Um, I, like that. I think he. I mean, I drafted him in fantasy this year because I thought that it was going to be the opposite. I thought I, I thought that Justin Fields would take over, but I thought that he would be more of a safety valve for a young quarterback where you trust that guy to go. You know, you you start targeting him more and you trust him. But I mean, I guess I was way off on that. But um. Yeah, I, I like I like Seattle. I like Seattle depending who's the QB there if Russ is staying. I know you, you like Russ staying there, but we'll see. Um I like depending what you know the commanders do with a quarterback, put him with Scary Terry. I think they can use some more weapons over there. Um yeah. I don't I don't know if you know he's they complete all their problems with adding Allen Robinson, but I think that's a nice spot for him. Green Bay, if Aaron yeah. Rodgers stays, you know yeah. I sent more. Of the, I sent I sent that uh that one screenshot where the Green Bay Packers, you know they're adjusting their their money to try to keep him. Yeah, I you know the, I just feel like the more it goes on, the more he stays, and they get him Adams to stay too. And if they could add one more guy, man. For him, you know, I think that team's really good. But yeah, Ed and Allen Robinson would be crazy. What about if they add David Njoku? They're saying he's a guy who could blow a team up. I think so. You do, Rich? I don't know, man, about this guy. I don't. He's freakishly athletic looking. Is he a football? Is he a really? Is he an NFL tight end, elite guy like a, like a Kelsey, like a like a um, you know Andrews? All the guys that we've been talking about, man, you know, the, the tight end position, man, we talked about it, Waller, you know what I'm like, like we, we could throw him out there, you know, all day. Every team got a really good tight end almost. Is he, is he, can he what? be at that level if he lands in the right spot? I think so. I, I'm going to stick with what I, what I was saying. Before, before Odell and Jarvis got to the Browns, I mean, he was having a, he, he was killing it over in Cleveland. Last year he was hurt, had an injury. He came back this year, did okay. But I think if you put him on a like the Chargers, a team that throws the ball a lot, have a nice tight end there, I think he could could help them and blow. And I guess you could say blow blow up over there. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of another another team. What about the Bengals? Ah. Uh, they don't. Well, they do. They part their ways from CJ Musama. I like that guy over there. I don't yeah, know. I, I like CJ better than than Ninjoku. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying off the injuries. 
Yeah. Green Bay. Who's their tight end? Yeah. Well, they got Evan Ingram here too. That's the next guy on their list. And I always thought Evan Ingram had a lot of skill, man. I really did, but he just he gets injured a lot too. Can he learn? I don't know. Is it is it is it like a is a learning thing? Is it like an adjustment to the NFL? The speed of it? Is it injury with Evan Ingram and David Njoku? What is it that's preventing these two guys from blowing up? And you I you guys injury. injury? I'm gonna go with. Yeah. To, to answer the, the question we've been going with, I'm, I'm going to go with no for Evan Engram. That's my first no. Uh, okay. I, I've just seen this guy. Like, you – I mean, I don't think – I don't feel like I need to preface this statement because whenever we're talking, it's – I don't have to say, oh, but if he works on his game – obviously. Obviously, if he works on this, this, that, and the other thing, he'll he'll be a good – you know, a better player than he is now. But from the little I've watched the Giants – and he just can't catch an open pass for the life of him. He drops everything. He, I don't know if it's lack of targets or, you know, game flow where he's not getting really involved with the offense. So, you know, he mentally checks out of the game. So by the time it gets to him, you know, I don't know if he's one of those guys you got to get involved early. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I don't think that he can go somewhere and blow them up. You know what I mean? I don't think a team adds him and now all of a sudden they're now that's the missing piece to their offense. Uh, I, I don't. I agree. You know, I agree. I don't think either one of these guys go to a team and blow them up, and make them a content. You know, that piece, that missing piece. I don't think these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be complement, complementary. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're blow up piece guys. What about these two running backs? As we wrap up this episode, Chase Edmonds and Jared McKinnon. You think those guys can go to a team and take them to the next level? Mm. Depends on where. If he didn't take them to the next level, then what other level is there to take a team? Yeah. So I don't know about McKinnon. I think he's a role guy. I don't. I think wherever he ends up, he could pro- he could provide a a solid backfield I'll, guy. Yeah, you know, a third down back, something like that. I'll say I think both of these guys are are good committee running backs. Like you throw them in with another guy who does something different than them. You know, hard nose. You know, third and one type of guys and goal line type of guys and then you throw them in as you you know you the receiving back or the one through whatever backs the long distance backs and I, I think that they'll thrive in a situation like that I don't think you throw either of these guys as like a workhorse running back and they blow the team up like you know like we've seen other running backs do in the past I, I don't I don't think that these either of these two guys are the, are the blow up your your offense type of guys I agree. I think Arizona letting being able to let Chase Edmonds go, if they do, you know, and don't re-sign him, they have a every down back in James Conner. So, you know, that's the guy you really want. Rich, what do you think? Any one of these two can go somewhere before we wrap up here and blow up a team? Not really. I, I was just thinking if if anyone if any one of those two went to a team, I think like Chase Edmonds to the Bills might have like the best outcome out of that. I think the Bills just missed mm-hmm. You know, a, a running back like that, I think, would benefit them in the chase. I mean, a catch the ball out of the backfield, stretch the plays. Um, so that's really the only scenario that I could see out of any of them going to a certain team and, and helping. So I, I like that a lot, Rich. I like that a lot, man. I think Chase Edmonds go, going to the Bills could really help them a lot. So, yeah, you changed my mind. I wasn't quite sure what team it would be. The Bills need somebody. Chase Edmonds. 
is definitely a good fit for their offense. Um, we didn't do a wee back episode seven. Who's your seven? So we have to name this episode, you know? We forgot that in the beginning. So let's end with that. I know I got mine in my head. There's only one seven, you know? There's only one seven. So I know what episode this is. Uh-oh. Um, but who are you two thinking of a seven? When seven comes to mind, who do you got? Oh, man. John Elway. Wow. <laughs> Mickey Mantle, right? No one. I was he, thinking Mickey a, Mantle. Yeah. But it's Michael Vick. Ooh. It's Michael Vick, bro. It's Durant right. currently wears seven, um, but Big to me ben. he's always thirty-five. Big Ben. Big Ben. It's, to me, it's Michael Vick, man. It's the Michael Vick episode. Well, Epi- let's, let's roll with Michael Vick. There we go. There we all go. All right, all right. We back episode seven, the Michael Vick episode. Shout out to the rest of the sevens that are out there as well. Um, respect the chat, man. We appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.